Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. You know what? Then let's get right into it then. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome everyone to episode nine. Brought to you by of Two Guys A League and Guests. Uh brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and of course our sponsors, course. DraftKings and, and Raycon. Merci uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Go get yourself a nice little pair of earbuds. Yeah. It's and good stuff. Uh, what is it? No, Work wait, box? there's something new. They've gotten into the whole home thing, right? They got water. Yeah, they've gotten into a whole whack like, of stuff. Geez. Go check them out, folks. What yeah, are you waiting for? Merry Christmas. Gotta gotta do it. DraftKings, go make a bet. Make yourself some money. Yeah. Pay, for, spend, pay for those Christmas gifts, man. And then, and then spend it. it on your house. Why not? Um Hey, I'm pretty right. excited about uh what the we're talking about. The first one for week. sure, I can imagine. Yeah. I wonder why. The first one? I wonder why. Around uh, the boards. You know. Yeah. First team around the boards. Folks, take a guess which one why Mike would be happy. That's right. Yep. Le Habitant. You got it. Uh, actually ch if you will before we get too deep in it did you see i retweeted it on her on her on her x page god i can't say that on her twitter page um the quote from martin st louis when he was asked about uh uh did you see it oh isn't that the best isn't that the best yes exactly and that's and and it totally it totally makes sense like it makes sense if you read it top to bottom yeah listen they're (laughs) If we're sitting here in January and Slavkovsky's got two goals, they don't care. They, no. They don't it, it's not about points for that organization right now in regards to that player. It's they're they're trying to aid him to get to where both the player and the organization see him. Yeah. And basically Marty St. Louis said, "You know what? If that takes a year, Cool. If that takes two years. Cool. If that takes four years. Cool. <laughs> like they didn't draft him to come into the league game one and go all Austin Matthews. Yeah. Four goals in the first game. Blah, 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 blah. That, that's not the case. You and I both know it too, Marty. I mean, through having fantasy teams for upwards of almost 30 years now, mm-hmm. when you draft or, or, or get your hands on when you acquire a power forward, big bodied guy, normally these guys just don't hit in those first couple of years. True. As a matter of fact, you might as well start looking at like a year four, about 200, 200 game threshold. Um, you know, again, some even higher than that. Yeah. 300, 350, 400. Um, basically, the thing I loved about it is that Marty St. Louis is quelling any questions, all of this talk about sending him down to the AHL, this, that, and the other thing. He just he just put an end to it. He's like, listen, you guys may want points out of this guy. You may want 60, 70 points out of this guy, 80 points. You may want to see, you know, this guy go off. That That's not what we're in the game for right now. No. Montreal Canadiens are not going to be winning the Stanley Cup anytime soon. No. Um, your eye Slavkowski does not need to be... Um, First line center scoring you forty goals this year. Uh, winger, sorry, this and, year. And look, and does it, it, it does it, it make not. it easier from a fan's perspective to be absolutely enamored not. by him and, and and the promise of what he can bring? Obviously, it does. Everybody, 
and their cousin. Everybody wants it now, right? Including Slavkowski. Of course, he wants to be able to produce for not just himself, but for the team. Or you might want to switch that around for the team and for himself. Um, but that's not the journey. That's not the point of this. In fact, what's what? one of the reasons why I loved reading the whole thing, just to give everybody a gist of it, if you haven't read it, go check it out on our Twitter, but you can also just look it up on wherever because it's a really good um, quote from Stanley where he, he sort of ties it into life where when you go somewhere, don't you use ways? Well, when you're using ways, as you're using it to get to where you're going and you know, all of a sudden there's traffic, well, the time it takes you to get there changes, right? It goes up. It doesn't go down. Do you turn around and go home and you get frustrated? No. Well, it's the same concept with any journey in life where you're faced with adversity. Do you give up and go home? No, you shouldn't. You should keep pushing for the things that you love. And there's a fight and it's it's important. And maybe you shouldn't put... Um, a definitive timeline on what it is on when it is you're supposed to be happy more than you're supposed to look at the journey and what that brings to you in your life that fulfillment that you get so wherever it is you're eventually going to get to you're going to appreciate being there for the journey you took and the journey you took has all these memories that goes with it too so there's there's promise in both avenues where you're getting there and once you're there so and it's funny because in the, in my write up I kind of talked about how Marte St. Louis is quite frankly the coach that needs to be the coach for the Canadians for this team because while the team itself like they're you know they're not they're not bursting through the doors they're not you know n- nobody's saying oh the Cinderella story and all that kind of stuff however St. Louis mm-hmm. said it again at the beginning of the season he said you know we're going to make some noise we're going to ruffle some feathers we're going to get in people's way and that's exactly what they're doing they're a difficult team to play against with right against right now um and I, I believe that that's what you weigh it against is that Montreal is on an ultimate journey to eventually become yearly competitive and they'll get there it's in two three years four years whatever it is they'll get there they're on the right path they're actually getting better every year Caulfield Mike's going to talk about this in a little bit but he's going to give you more details mine's more of the theoretical uh philosophical approach of this but and that's kind of where Marte St. Louis is about it too like this team is the way it constructed today in four years from now will look completely different some pieces will still be there but the surrounding the the surrounding the entourage the the other pieces that are going to come in they're not there yet so you've got time just wait it out figure it out and enjoy this journey because you're you are seeing a lot of progress on this journey and it's worthy of your excitement and your continued support so and it double down for Safasi. you know what i'm really glad you brought it up right away marty because it's something that i was going to touch upon uh as we were kind of heading out of the canadians here and into our uh, second team um but yeah there just there's been a lot of you know should it be down in the ahl like what's going on this I mean, at the end of the day, and you touched upon it too, Marty, like, of course, I mean, I'm a fan as well. Like, I'm a fan of that team. I'm a fan of hockey in general. You know, I'd love to see the guy do well right now. But even when they even when they drafted him, I knew that this was going to be a journey that like this, this wasn't going to happen in the first couple of years. It just wasn't. No. I mean, this guy, you have to think of this. He's 19 years old. Yeah, that's crazy. He's got to grow. It, it's all well and good that he's 230 pounds and six foot two, six foot three, all the six foot three. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No. He's got to now grow into that body. Yeah. It's all well and good that you have that body, but you got to be able to you like you and I both know, Marty, once he starts to utilize his body frame, as a weapon, oh yeah. Whether that's administering a hit or using it to shield off other players, like that's a big boy. Yes, that's a big boy, and 
he's going to be able to keep, I mean, hell, he, he's going to have guys hanging off of him to a certain extent here down the line. So yeah. anyway, don't want to get too, too deep into it, but uh, Uri Slavkovsky, this is a journey for this kid. Just hang on tight, folks. Anybody who's getting a little bit frustrated there, just kind of pull the reins back a little bit here. What were you doing when you were 19 years old? You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, it, it's everything's going to be fine. They just want to see progress year upon year, game upon game, whatever their metric is. They just want, want to see continued progress. Speaking of, I've actually been quite content with the progress that I've seen out of the team as a whole. Yes. Um, other than that game against St. Louis, where they just looked completely disjointed, I've actually really liked True. this team's effort, to be very honest with you. Like, yeah. and, and that's all I can ask for. I mean, I'm willing for these guys to lose all 82 games if I get the effort that I'm seeing on most nights. Right. I mean, you can only go so far in regards to the, the skill that you have on your team. I mean, look, we've talked about it before, Marty. Effort trumps a lot, and it, and it can trump skill. But at a certain point, though, you do have to continue yeah. to have some of that skill throughout your lineup and maybe not just on really one line, if you will, right? right. But either way, team's playing very well. They're playing above expectations as it is right now. The record's 5-4-2, and two, so look, I mean, if I'm being honest, just looking at a winning record right now, Marty, this, yeah. uh, this far into the season, quite happy with it, no problem there. Very much. Sitting with 12 points in the Atlantic, uh, 545 points percentage, 33 goals for, 39 against. You kind of expect that. I mean, the goaltending isn't exactly world-beating here, so uh, that's a six-goal differential, minus six-goal differential. They're tied for fifth in the Atlantic and 17th overall. Nothing really jumps out on the page there. Ranked 21st on offense, 2.91 goals for per, uh, per games played. They're 22nd on defense. That's not overly surprising to me. That's still, you know, you can you can say all you want about all of this these young uh, these young guns on the, the back end but they still need to mature. They still need to build their games too. So that's not really overly surprising. Pa uh, power play is ranked 14th. I'm actually kind of happy about that with the way the power play has been the past few years, which is basically literally bottom of the league. So yeah. to see them halfway up, I'm all right with that. 20.5. Let's keep her going, boys. Uh, penalty kill, meh. Eh. 23rd overall at 75%. Again, you know, giving you guys these numbers just to give you kind of a picture, whatever. But I'm. let's be honest, I mean, we're not, at least I'm not as a fan of the Habs, expecting them to be in the top five power player, top five penalty kill. No. This is a team that is that is rebuilding, so yeah. they are building their games. Um, Cole Caulfield doing Cole Caulfield things, four goals, seven assists for 10 points. He's a plus three in 10 games played. And again, I know plus minus isn't a big thing for a lot of people, but I do tend to lean on it a little bit. I mean, we're talking about the Montreal Canadiens and they're a minus six overall goal differential and he's at plus three so Very doing nice. something right you know what i mean yeah um suzuki playing well uh himself three goals six assists nine points in 11 games uh the one that really jumped off the page for me marty sean monahan i mean yes. montreal got a first round draft pick uh just to take this guy off of calgary's hands and it's 6.1 uh i think million dollars on the contract left for this year um listen I love the way he's playing right now, and I hope it does not end right up to and including the deadline because that right there is another first-round pick, in my personal opinion. If they decide to move him, you do have to have some veterans on your squad. So, yeah, <laughs> excuse me, I could see him 
sticking around, maybe on a one-year deal, right? Uh, two-year deal. We'll see. Um, I would prefer that they trade him and continue to grab these assets as we go along here. Whether they actually make picks or whether they use them as currency, either way, doesn't matter to me. Um, listen, there's tons to get excited about with these guys, right? I mean, you got Rhinebacker playing huge min minutes for Cloten over in the Swiss League. Um, I mean, Joshua Roy down there for the Laval Rocket. He's having a great start to the year. Right. Uh, 12 points in nine games played. Jeez. Uh, Lane Hudson down there at, I believe it's Boston. I want to say Boston College. Maybe BU. It's one of the two. Okay. He's in, he's in the Boston area. He's Boston, Massachusetts. Either way, either way, he is doing Lane Hudson things. It six games played, three goals, three assists for six points. He has a minus five, but hey, listen, I mean, college, right? Oh, dude, he's got um, six got goals in seven there. games. He ju just got a... Uh, sorry, yes, he does. Something. Yes, okay. my bad. I did not update that stat because he did get a uh, hat trick over the weekend. Fantastic. So, yes, he does have six goals. Wow. So even there you go. Goal per game at this point. Yeah. Uh, Owen Beck out there, I believe he's in uh, Peterborough. Uh, 11 games played, seven goals, two assists for nine points and a plus three. Jacob Fowler. Um, I wish I could remember what team he's playing for in the NCAA. Uh, a goaltender Montreal selected, I believe, in the second round or third round. Uh, seven game played, six wins, one loss for a 2.13 goals against average. Nine <laughs> Another Boston save percentage. Another Boston player. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There you go. Uh, and Philip Mesar. Um, this guy, I'm kind of keeping my eye on him because... He's back in, in Kitchener again this year. Montreal okay. sent him down to Kitchener last year. He's back in Kitchener again this year. Four games played, two goals, five assists for seven points. He's ripping it up. Uh, yeah. f uh, plus five. Plus five, yeah. He, I, I've been kind of thinking, you know, maybe he should be in Laval, so to speak. But anyway, I mean, if, if it's a confidence builder to send him down to Kitchener, let him rip it up down there. Let him have a super great year. Uh, hopefully Kitchener can go deep. Yeah. Haven't been keeping an eye on the OHL as uh, closely as I, I've wanted to, unfortunately. But uh, he's having a great start to the year as well. Uh, I, I mean, listen, aside from all of that, though, the only thing that does concern me a little bit, and we may have that in Slavkovsky down the road, but you don't really have a true game breaker in your system. Um, let's, right. let's put it this way. Montreal doesn't have a Matt Mishkov in their system or perhaps a Logan Cooley, right. uh, the way he's been playing right now. Uh, there isn't that kind of game breaker in the system. So that's definitely something that you've heard. I've seen on Twitter all summer, uh, you know, and obviously it's it's definitely something that we're missing. Um, but that being said, uh, I really like where the team is at. I really like where the prospects are at right now, um, you know, keeping my eye on them. And and there's, there's several of them that are having great starts to their year. Um, Ryan Backer, unfortunately, yes, he is playing big minutes. Um, but I believe he's only played in four or five games, just a handful of games. He was basically injured for the better part of the last three weeks. Um, but uh, he's been playing well out there in all situations for uh, for Cloten in the Swiss League. Uh, so lots lots to get excited about, uh, both on the big club and, of course, more so with those prospects, uh, just kind of seeing what's coming up in the pipeline. And uh, Laval, uh, that's definitely something I'm going to be keeping my eye on as well. Lots of prospects down there. And they actually look like they're going to be a pretty decent team uh, over the course of the year down there in the A. So uh, lots of information to throw at you there. Yeah. Um, we uh, touched on Slavkowski off the top. But uh, um, listen, as a Habs fan, happy with where everything's at. Um, we'll see how things continue to play out the rest of the year here. But you know what? If I'm getting the type of effort that I've seen, and again, like I say, basically every game 
as far as I'm concerned, aside from the St. Louis game, um, I'm, I'm quite happy with that and um, more than happy to uh, support the team uh, with that kind of effort for sure. Look, at the end of the day, you're looking at a team that currently, you know, 11 games in, they're above 500. That in and of itself is, is a great positive. I know this is still a rebuilding team. They're not going to be in the playoffs. However, winning breeds excitement. Winning breeds happiness. Mm-hmm. Happy players play better. They learn better. They're more. It's more conducive to growing and progress, right? And that's ultimately all we're looking at for Montreal. Progress. Just make sure there's progress. Because we know yeah. this is a long trek. Just don't don't veer off track and this the again to, to sort of wrap it up i guess to go back to what we're talking about in, in regards to slavkowski um don't get ahead of yourself don't don't think that you actually know more about hockey than Marte st louis does because i think Marte st louis has done more than mm-hmm. enough to prove that he knows exactly what he's doing with this club um uh, hughes also knows exactly what he's doing with this club so just trust the system and enjoy the ride uh, be supportive. Trust be the happy. process, baby. That's it. Trust the process. And I, you guys are going in the right direction. Quite frankly, up until your OT loss, which was, I believe, against uh, Vegas, you lost 3-2. Yep. You've got back-to-back losses, 3-2 and 6-3. You're playing Tampa next. Who knows? But again, it's not about, are you going to win the next game? Are you going to go It'll on a, tough a week. winning streak? It's going to be a tough week. Is it about a winning streak? No, it's not necessarily about that at all, actually. It's about progress and every step of the way. Just find the positives in that. That's what St. Louis is doing, right? He's making sure this team's going in the right direction. So just, yeah, like we said, trust the process. It's a good team. It's definitely something to be excited about. And you know what? I, I'm sure we've probably touched upon this at some point, but I mean, we, we certainly can't come over the fact that Marty St. Louis being the coach over there, like, listen, first and foremost, the guy's a Hall of Famer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, the guy's a great player in the NHL uh, in in his own right, but he knows that market, Marty. Like, and, yeah. and you know, we've talked about this. We talk about this anytime we talk about the Habs. I mean, it's a religion in that city, yeah. that hockey team, and you know, people eat, breathe, smell, like touch. They they want to get all of their senses on this team. Yeah. Marty St. Louis knows how to direct. Uh, um, how how the the word of the day is going, so to speak, right? Like, I mean, th- those players, listen, they're 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 not immune to it. They 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 see the Twitter, they see the X, they they see the Instagrams, they 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 read the article. Like, they're they're not oblivious to it. No, and there can be a lot of vitriol in Montreal when things aren't going well. Now, I know this is a little bit of a different situation, and the fans are more patient. They understand. They're educated. They they get it. But I just love having someone like Marty St. Louis. He's been there and done it, Marty. Period. Yeah, uh, away from Montreal, in Montreal, he knows it up and down. So, you know, going back to to the uh, uh, the quote that that he had uh, uh, mentioned over the course of the day that that it's so perfect. It's so perfect to just say, listen, th- this is the way it goes for everybody else, right? Why do you think it's going to go any different for this kid? Yeah. And just be, just because he's a just because he's a hulking winger, like it, it, it's going to be the same thing for him. And I love as it would anybody else. I love so. how he delivered it in such a way that yeah, you, you could have even said like, oh, was this scripted? Like, no, this is what he believes. Yep. he believes it in his heart. He knows this has to be true. So when you've got someone like that leading you, I I have doubts that it, you would ever be led astray. At the very least, you're going to oh, be right God, where no. you should be, and then you can continue on from there. He'll make sure you're on the right path. So 
you know, kudos for Montreal for picking up probably one of the best goalies in the league uh, before he ever got a chance to go anywhere, anywhere else. So, yeah, you guys look good. Moving on. Second team this week. Now, you know what? People are probably going to be like, Marty, Mike, what the hell are you talking about the Flyers for? <laughs> well, first and foremost, one of our good buddies in the hockey pool, Ryan, huge Flyers fan. Yeah. Got to give them, got to give them a little bit of love yeah. or lack thereof or whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever <laughs> happens. But I'll tell you what. At the very least, you, you you cannot argue with the fact that this is going to be an interesting year for the Philadelphia Flyers. Period. Yeah. They're playing well for the Flyers. For the, yeah. They do have a losing record at 5-6-1 and one for 11 points. A four point, uh, sorry, 0. .458 points percentage. 37 goals for, 39 goals against for a minus two goal differential. You're like, okay, geez, what are you guys really getting excited about talking? Again... They're going to be an interesting team, and for me, it, a lot of it ha comes towards the deadline, right? I mean, I think that this team is going to be moving out some pieces. Oh, it yeah. depends on where Briere wants to go. Does he want to go scorched earth, i.e., is he getting right. rid of Konechny? Is he getting rid of Frost? Or That's what is he right. doing there? Is he getting rid of Hart? Yeah. Or are you keeping some of those pieces and building towards the future? Yeah. Um, now, right now, they're sixth in the Metro. They're 23rd overall. They're ranked 19th on offense at 3.08 goals for per games played. They are 19th on defense as well, at 3.25 goals against per games played. Their penalty kill, or sorry, their power play is atrocious, 30th at 9.8%. Penalty killing is halfway up there, 16th, 79.4. And again, like I say, there's not much to go off of when you start talking about stats and getting into it that way. But for me, where the interest comes with the Philadelphia Flyers goes right back to that deadline. I, it'll, be, it'll be so interesting to see how they play this because you've got some guys that have come out of the gate hard. Yeah. Konechny, nine oh, goals, yeah. three assists for 12 points. Travis Sanheim. Yeah. Have yourself a start to the year, guy. <laughs> One goal, nine assists. I've got 19 assists. Let's put that. Let's settle down a little. <laughs> nine, nine assists. Yeah, settle down, son. Nine assists for 10 points. He has had a great, great start to the year. Yeah. And, that guy alone, a defenseman at the deadline, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, what, you know what I mean? If oh, he yeah. ha continues to have anywhere near the start that he's had, yeah. and we're like beginning of February, mid-Feb, what could this guy fetch you? Interesting. Like, if, if I'm being honest, he's fetching you a first. Now, yeah. you getting something else with that, another pick, a pro B prospect? You might be getting something else there, too. Atkinson, we know he's always going to do well when Tortorella's around. He's, yeah, I don't know if those two have or joined at the hip or whatever. Six goals, three assists for nine points. Farabee having a great start as yeah. well. Five goals, four assists for uh, nine points. And the guy that I kind of want to focus in on a little bit, rookie Bobby Brink. Three goals, five assists for eight points in ten games. Might be somebody that you might want to look at for a bit of a streaming option and in and out plug and play over the next couple of weeks. Uh, depending on the uh, the flyer schedule, take a look at that. Uh, you can check that out at uh, uh, Dauber Hockey, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Harder Hart, 4-3-2, 2.52 goals against average, 9-13 save percentage. That was before the injury. Yeah. So I'm sorry, a flyer goaltender with a winning, <laughs> winning record and those numbers? Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, and like I mentioned uh, earlier, it, it will... Everything's going to kind of come down to Danny Breer, right? Like, how far are we going? Yeah. Are, are, are we going scorched earth? 
or are we keeping some of these pieces? Like, you could totally see them keep their hands on Sandheim, right? Defenseman, yeah. just highly coveted. Like, you could see it. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, I mean, Briere's... Don't tell me he doesn't already have the plan kind of in his head, at the very least. Something. Whether he's... Whether he's mentioned something publicly or not is irrelevant. He's True. he's definitely going to have it in his head. So we'll see how that all plays out uh, towards the end of the year. But there are some, like this isn't a team where you're like, oh my god, Philly's playing tonight. Like shut the TV off. Like they do have s- some pieces. And I'm going to be honest with you, Marty. I was watching. I wish I could remember the team that we were playing. I want to say maybe it was Friday evening or Saturday. But there, listen, I was watching some passing, watching this team pass the puck. Right. And I was like, this is the Flyers. Like they were making just some really smart plays, just simple, smart plays, which kind of goes in line a little bit with, with, um, uh, um, their coach. Oh my God. Why am I having a huge brain fart? Tortorella. (laughs) Um, it it just, he, he doesn't. He's not a big flashy guy, no. right? Like he likes to kind of keep things a little bit more simple. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, if if they can harness this type of play for a better part of the year, like again, I'm not saying that the Philadelphia Flyers are going to be in the playoff picture here, folks. No, but but you want them to win. You, know, you want I, them I, to I, do I'll well. Kind of, from a Flyers perspective, if for no other reason to have trade chips at the trade deadline. You want to oh, see yeah. all because yeah. if and I'm, I'm going to throw this question out you, to you. You don't want them doing nothing. No, well, no, you exactly. Don't want them doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, if they stand pat, there's a real problem. But I doubt that would happen. So that that be my that's the question to you because you kind of hinted at it a little bit. In my opinion, I think it's scorched earth, except for Hart, because in in today's NHL, finding yeah. a goalie who can actually be a goalie. Um, you hold on to that. And, and he, Carter Hart is still so young. And he's, and he's got so much time left, right? Exactly. And he looks good this year. I mean, he's year. only 20. He's only 25. So even if you kind of say to yourself, okay, goalie starts to fall off 34, 35-ish, your guy's got a decade. Yeah, exactly. So do you mean to tell me that, that <laughs> Briere and the Flyers organization aren't hoping to be contending again in the next decade? Uh, no, come like, on. Yeah, that's, they're, yeah. They're, they're hoping for that. For <laughs> the sure. rebuild is going to take some time, but it's not. It, it'll fall with well within that scope of where Carter Hurt gets to lead them in that, in that direction as well. But, you know, mm-hmm. I like as much as, you know... I, to me, it's like it's the Cam Atkinson where that's a big piece for a, pl- a team pushing for the playoff position where you know what yeah. you're getting in someone like him. Uh, Travis Konechny yeah. as well. That's another one. You've got a couple other ones. Like I know Travis Sanheim, you know, nice piece. You're not maybe you're not as sure with that in terms of another team trying to grab him. So you might not get as much in return because this is the first time he's ever looked like this. So that'd be a piece mm-hmm. I would I would I'd be fine holding on to so long as this is who we're talking about, right? If this is the Travis Sanheim going forward, then you're fine holding on to him. So in regards to players like that, don't force that trade. You might actually find out that you should be keeping some of these players because if they have great years and they're still young, then why not? Um, but again, scorched earth, Carter Hart to me is the only one who's untouchable at that Because I mean, even if you're going scorched earth, right? Like if, if you're bringing it down the bare bones, you, even if there's a lot of losing, you need, um, you're going to need guys in, and in particular, probably a lot of veterans, yeah. um, to, to, to be able to weather those storms. I yeah. mean, 
group of young kids comes in, you know, who, who, who have done nothing but win and probably, you know, won awards their, their whole way up their, their careers, wherever they may have played, uh, getting into a situation like that and then losing every second night. Yeah. Uh, you need somebody to buffer that. Yeah. So uh, as you know, there is a lot to say in regards to a culture, even when you are rebuilding, like there's yeah. still how you got to be able to, you can't let the losing be this black cloud over an organization is what I'm getting to here, folks. Like yeah. you got to be able to weather the fact that, okay, this is a punting year. Like we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're moving it down the line here. You got to have that buffer. Uh, and usually it happens to be your older players or veteran players that can buffer that. So that becomes vitally important. And that kind of touching upon the whole Cam Atkinson thing, whether he does go or not, that's kind of the type of player, right? Especially even more so in that situation with uh, Tortorella and kind of buffering that as well. So super important to have those pieces in place in place too, regardless of whether it's a rebuild or you are contending. So I do think one way or another, though, this is such an important year and it's already off to a great start for Philadelphia. I do think Briere has made it very he's made it abundantly clear we are absolutely in a rebuild and this is going to help uh Philadelphia seems like there's direction you know exactly even though there's no necessarily there's no um there's no identity to this team because this this is not the team right it does mm-hmm. feel like it's going in that direction though where this team is eventually going to rediscover its its identity now whether or not Briere wants this team to be the Philadelphia of old where you know they're going to be big and they're going to be bruising and that kind of thing or mm-hmm. he's going to adapt to the new NHL where they're going to be young and they're going to be fast and going to be skilled I, it doesn't matter one way or another this is going in the right direction where Philly is going to be relevant again it's it's and it's a very important hockey market so it's a, it's good to have good hockey in Philadelphia and I do really feel like this is at the very least going in the direction of a clear identity for this team. And then from that moment on, once you have that identity, the players kind of become obvious and they fit the mold, hopefully. And that's what Briere's job is all about. And uh, things will come together. I don't see this necessarily being too long of a rebuild, two, maybe three years, because I think Briere is eager to get this done. So I see big moves coming. Well, I mean, and in, in this year's draft, I mean, I, I love the way he just goes yeah. out there, boom, Matt Faye, Mishkov. Yeah. And and that not not only picking the actual player, like exciting player, right? Yeah. Falls down the seventh overall. Philly gets him. Totally a huge piece. Yeah. But it, it, it's what it's what that said to the fan base, right? It said, listen, guys, we don't expect this guy to be over here for three years, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like the way without maybe necessarily saying anything per se to the fan base. He's talking to the fan base and saying, yeah. "Listen, we're, we're don't don't be don't be pushing playoffs this year, okay, guys? Yeah, like, yeah. you can kind of see where we're going here. Be excited with my, my for years to come. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bringing he's Not bringing now, in the excitement and but later. I, I I love the pick. I mean, we've talked about it before. Great pick. Yeah. I, I think it was perfect for him. Can't go wrong there. Philadelphia Flyers may not be the most jovial of times right now." Mm-hmm. But you know what? There's a lot going on and there's a lot to be excited about in Philly, especially with Jones and Briere at the helm there now. Absolutely. So um, buckle up. It, it's coming, boys. It's coming. Um, we are going to head in to check my fanny real quick. Okay. But first, we're going to take a commercial break and we're going to hear a word from our sponsors, DraftKings and Raycon. 
The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. That five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Thursday Nighters sees the Kansas City Chiefs open up as 10.5 point favorites over the lowly Denver Broncos. Get in on the game day greatness, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Los Angeles. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issue. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because there are early Black Friday sales going on right now. You've heard me talk about Raycon's products before. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like the Everyday Earbud, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32 hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100 watt power delivery. Their faucet filter Ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, well, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder the products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Um, and we're back. Oh, shit. And it's Check My Fanny. And yeah, Mike and I are already halfway through. <laughs> well, there, oh, God. How do we even start? Okay, so we're frustrated. We'll say that. Mike and I are frustrated. But yeah. it, like, let, let, let's put it this way. <laughs> Let's put it this way. We'll give them the current standings. That'll give them everything okay, they need to know. 
Pawn Hogs remain undefeated this week, beating yours truly and handedly 45 30. It was not a good week, boys. It was it was done like Tuesday. So it was a rough week. It was a rough week. The Apocalypse uh played my co-host, Marty's team, the Brigands, and uh came out victorious. So he's a uh, ups his record to three and one. The Royals, after being beaten by me in week one, are on a three-game winning streak and are at three and one. The Cougars dipped down to two and two with their loss last week. The Dragons, Brigands, Demons, and Buccaneers. All four at one and three, with yours truly at the top of the list, if only because of points four. <laughs> Yay, fucking me. <laughs> So there's your rundown, folks, in regards to how Marty's team and my team are doing. And as you can hear, both the Grands and the Dragons are at the bottom of the uh, standings uh, looking up. So anytime that our rosters would like to start firing on all cylinders would be fine with me. Um, I think there's a big matchup this week. Uh, Pond Hogs Royals, I think uh, it is. Pond Hogs and Royals, yeah. So we got the two. We got two of the top teams, uh, two out of the top three teams in the league playing each other this week. So let's hope they can beat the living shit out of each other there and see what happens. Um, but suffice it to say, at least from my viewpoint, it, it has not been the most fortuitous start to the to the season. Uh, Marty, I'm going to let you take over, seeing as I'm going to go and shed a tear. <laughs> Thanks. Well, okay. <laughs> and it, and seeing this is funny too, right? Because the way you're viewing because we're in the same boat like except obviously yes you're you've got more goals for so you're ahead a little yeah bit, yippee big deal but you're ahead of me only and then only by a few goals but anyways um or a few points i'm looking at this as a little bit more positive because what i'm seeing because like last week i i make me feel better bud make me well, feel I better i'm gonna make you feel any better <laughs> I make myself feel better. I if if it happens okay, through okay. virtue, that that's fine. I'll take it, or you should take it. But what I'm getting at is, last week I lost to my brother. It was thirty. I think it was thirty-four to thirty-one. Hold on, yeah, thirty-four thirty-one. So his goal, his goalies, did not play very well. Uh, he got two points uh, out of both goalies. Right? Uh, believe it or not, my goalies played worse. <laughs> <laughs> I had one, I had one point and that was it. And if you go through everybody else, everyone's averaging somewhere along the lines of six points per goalie. But a lot of people are having like seven as an example for, for the Cougars out of one goalie. That was Aiden Hill. Um, Pond Hogs, they had uh, 10 points with their goalies. So my point is, yeah, I might be losing these games, but it's really because I've got absolutely nobody in nets that I can trust, right? I've got Kumper, I've got Samsonov, I've got Markstrom, and I got Schmid they're not bringing anybody anything right now. Um, so I actually feel fine so long as I don't fall behind too long. Like it seems like Samsonov may have won a little bit of trust back. He's in tonight against Tampa. So maybe he gain a little bit more of trust um, in Toronto so he can start some more games, get, start getting some W's. Uh, Kumper, believe it or not, it starts every game and he is playing pretty well. The shitty thing is, is that it's Washington. They're they're not scoring any goals and they're actually fucking one defensive breakdown after another in front of him. So they're not doing him any favors, but he's actually playing pretty well. I've got zero faith in Markstrom. The bounce back year is just not going to happen. Um, and Akira Schmid still lots of time. I don't mind holding on to him. I'll probably end up stashing him on FS. So I'm not, I'm not worried. The biggest thing is thinking about a trade. Now I'll say this right out of the top. I very close today. I didn't end up uh, shooting it off because I 
wanted to wait a little bit, but I was going to put um, Sasha Barkov out there and, and see what kind of return I can get. Um, maybe even a yeah, Troy- we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. There you go. Uh, maybe we'll even a Troy Terry, uh, who's having a tremendous season. Well, I'll talk about him, my beauties and the beast. So I've got pieces that I could, if I really wanted to, I can go out and get a decent return for at least one goalie. And I feel that if I can do that now, I save myself a lot of headaches. But one thing I noticed this year in particular, there are a lot more goalies who are underperforming than there are goalies who are overachieving. And I feel this is a big issue in the NHL in terms of fantasy, right? Like, I mean, outside of your, of your usual, you know, Vasilevsky, your Igor and your Ilya, um, I'm trying to think of it. I'm sure there's a couple other ones there that are some obvious great, Oh, Jake Odinger, obviously as well. Uh, Connor Hellebuck. I'll say there's like a small sample size of no more than 10 goalies where you're like, yeah, these are for sure. Every night, UC Saros is another one. Uh, every single night you dress these guys and you don't worry about it, but that leaves a large amount of goalies out there with huge yep. question marks. And a lot of goalies just flat out underperforming, like like sub nine hundred goalies. There's a ton of them this year that are getting all kinds of minutes. Um, and I, I I don't know. I feel like this is one of the this is one of the worst times in NHL for fantasy perspective from a goalie's point of view. It's really difficult to get W's right now and to get consistent um, solid goaltending for your fantasy team. So that's what I. I it's one of my biggest issues. Obviously, it's actually I'd say it's my biggest hole right now is goaltending. If I could, if I can get you know at an average six points, I would have beaten my brother this week. Um, actually, I would have beaten him by three instead of losing by three. So that's that's where I'm at right now. So it, it that's the difference between being one and three or being you know two and two, which is kind of where I was hoping to be this week, but that didn't pan out. Actually, that was funny too. I sent that text saying all of us are going to end up at two and two, but instead we all ended up at one and th- one and three. Ooh. That was bad. Sorry, I jinxed us all. Well, I mean, just to give you kind of an example, and I'll, I'll use, you know, a couple of goalies from my own team and top-end goalies too, right? Like Ilya Sorokin, seven games started, 3-1-1. One, and one. Okay, So the record looks good, mm-hmm. but 3.12 goals against Ooh, average yeah. and a 9-11 save percentage, it's not bad. But pedestrian by again, his standards. To, 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 go, to go back to what you're saying, Marty, playing they're not playing above expectations they're playing below yeah exactly i mean connor hellebuck it's all well and good that he started nine games that's that's great yeah. like perfect five and three not bad 3.08 goals against average not good and an sub a sub 900 save percentage terrible now like and, and those are top and goalies. Yeah. So can you can imagine like kind of more of a middling, you know, somebody maybe falls out of the top 10, top 12, dozen, whatever. There's just a, a lot right. And, and it's kind of throughout the league. There's a lot of great players that are just kind of having slow starts. Yeah. Flat out slow starts to the year. I mean, I've got another one with Mira Heiskin in. Uh, we talked about him off air, Marty. Five points in 10 games. Yeah. Sorry, dude. It's not what I was expecting. Not at all. Like I'm expecting more of a of a of a nine points with maybe a couple of goals to pop him, you know, pop him up over the uh, point per game mark. Absolutely. Again, in our pool, uh, defensemen get two points for a goal, so mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about there. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of players that have had some, uh, kind of just as many have kind of been surprising as well. So it, it does balance out a little bit. It's just that maybe some of these players that are having 
a great start to the year probably are still on the free agent list so <laughs> nobody's really kind of benefiting from it so to speak yeah. um but yeah it's been a little bit re- weird that way and in particular with the goalies marty you are right it's just one of those like i'm looking at a quick overview of the goalies right now and even like alex this is another surprise for me alexander georgiev six three and he's got one shutout you know looks good but 292 and 899 like this is the guy yeah, who know, led the I league think. last year and wins and like honestly his numbers were phenomenal uh but then you flip the switch right or the script sorry not the switch um jeremy swayman is actually leading the way in boston he's the guy 138 954 not not all mark so there's a difference right there jonas johansson who did not start out so great but has kind of found his way two shutouts 287 916 now when obviously when vasilevsky comes back that'll be completely different and then we're, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit more but then thatcher demko you know re- resurrection 156 947 yeah. two shutouts like there's there's been some goalies who have definitely you surprised, but yeah and, and while we're talking about goalies I, I do have to give a little shout out here because you know we, we've kind of beat up on him a little bit over the last little while Cam Talbert had yourself a week, bud. Yes, he did. Holy. Yeah. I think nine nine sixty something back. save percentage. Came back to life, yeah. It's just. Yeah. Now, keeping in mind, he's got a great team in front of him. That's pretty stout defensive core out there. Like, they, they can certainly. Yeah, but it didn't start you know, out that well, right? Bit, that's why I put him on my, as my no, beast. No. Actually, I put him and Phoenix Copley as my beast. And it was right after that. So you're very welcome there, Mr. Cam Tablet. I, obviously, I, obviously, he's a big fan All of our show. All he needs to do is be slapped around a little just bit. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. But anyways, all that to say, it's it seems like an awful crapshoot this year when it comes to goalies. You're either there, – yeah. there's not many guarantees. Like even UC Saros, who's a guaranteed – he's a workhorse. He'll, his numbers will get to where they need to be. But he's 4-5 and five with one shutout, not bad, but 268-909. That's another one. Like these numbers are not that nice, and they're subpar for these players, for, for what they're expected yeah. to do. So – Anyways, keep keep an eye out out there because I th- actually, and sorry, is uh, Shesterkin, is he out? Uh, he's day-to-day. I am going to be keeping him into the lineup this week. Okay. Um, they sent down, they brought up a goaltender. They called up a goaltender and they sent them back down, right. which says to me that he's Shesterkin's okay. kind of ready to go yeah. here. He, he's, he's all right. Um, I'm keeping him in this week. Hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me in the arse. But isn't that um, ironic? Last week was when I mentioned Jonathan Quick. And I said, if you could go out and get him now, because yep. as soon as there's an injury and he's playing so well, he's another one who's lights out at the moment, enjoying that system. Here's a great opportunity. And you're right. It doesn't and, sound and, like it's a big injury, but it all the more reason why they'll probably put in Quick just to give uh, Shesterkin a little bit more rest. Yep, and, and I mean, with with that defense, Marty, I mean, oh we've talked God, about yeah. New York's defense before. Like, that's a really, really stout top six. So, yeah. you know, Quick is doing exactly what he should be doing as 100%. now the backup goaltender in New York and, you know, spelling, uh, spelling uh, Shesterkin to give him a little bit of rest for sure. So yeah. um, definitely a guy that you want to keep an eye on over the next little while, especially with the fact that he's one of these goalies that's outperforming, you know what I mean? Yeah. With, all the, with some of these goalies that are kind of dipping a little bit below the expectations, yeah. uh, you know, you're trying to kind of hang on a little bit here and, you know, if you have an injury, uh, if you're looking, you know, 
maybe maybe you're not getting a lot of games played out of your goaltenders this week. Yeah. Maybe you want, want to take a look at quick, someone like that. So, yeah. um, I mean, it, it, again, you said it best, Marty. I think crapshoot when it comes to these <laughs> goaltenders this year. Um, you know, And that's most years, but even more so, I feel like at the beginning of the year here, it's really been a little bit all over the place. And then, of course, uh, Anderson goes down, yeah, the, um, he's down too. today. So he's going to be out for a little eh? bit with a blood blood clot issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, hey, next man up, Peter uh, Kochikov comes up yeah. and he's probably going to get a couple of games and, you know, for all I know, get a couple of shutouts, who knows? Yeah. We'll see how that all plays <laughs> out over the next little while. But uh, you know what? We're going to move into Beauties and the Beast here, Marty. What do you say? Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Do you know what, uh, do you have, uh, do, you, do you know if you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You know what? We're going to have you go first this week, Marty. All right. I like that. Give us the lowdown, bud. Lost in course. Uh, four goals, three assists, seven points in ten games. Three games against uh, Seattle at home, and then away uh, St. Louis and Nashville. So playing on the second line, even second power play, keeping him paired, paired, keeping him paired with Nick Bukestad and uh, Matthias Maselli seems to be working. Uh, Air, honestly, Arizona overall is looking more and more dangerous as a team, and their depth is a big reason for that. So while Lawson was slow out of the gate, I think he only had one assist in his first seven games, um, he has been an, on an absolute tear ever since, collecting six points in his last four games. So write it out while you can, but honestly, I see this as kind of a breakout season for the young right winger. Quite frankly, most players in Arizona, I think this is going to be a career season for them. There's something that has finally clicked some pieces that were missing before that are finally there i don't know if it's again we mike and i've talked about this a thousand times before maybe it's the we've got nothing to lose we play in a place called the mullet arena why not have some fun maybe that's all it took um but for now it seems to be working so i would hold on to him if you don't have him i would run out and grab him because i think i don't think it's going to take long for people to take note again seven points in ten games four of those being goals that's a big deal Moving. Oh, it is, man. Moving on along. No, you want to? Yeah, you have something to say? Yeah. Yeah, no, go right ahead, bud. Go right <laughs> ahead. Right. Uh, next up, Riley Smith. <coughs> Excuse me. Riley Smith, six goals. What? Five assists, 11 points in 10 games. Uh, three <laughs> game week at Anaheim, at LA, and then back home in Buffalo. So Solid pickup, man. Honestly, Solid a really them. smart addition to this aging club going for one more cup. Smith brings with him not just the ability to produce, but also consistency. His entire career, however unflashy it may appear on paper, has always been steady as she goes. He's found ways to flirt with the point per game pace, but in the past... Sorry, he's found a way to flirt with a point-per-game pace in the past, but on this particular squad, playing with Malkin, um, Crosby, obviously, uh, uh, even strength or power play, doesn't matter. Actually, the big thing is definitely the power play for this guy um, where he does get to play with Carlson and Crosby and Malkin. I mean, at at the very least, you know what you're getting with him, but, at the, but even more than that, the cherry on top for this guy is the fact that he's playing with the quality of players that he's finally playing with. Not to say that he never played with this before, but let's... Let's call a spade a spade and be real here. He's never played with a Crosby or a Malkin. Even at their age, Riley Smith can still absolutely get to a point per game, if not exceed that, so long as Pittsburgh continues to stay hot. They're not that hot right now, but they did have a hell of a game against San Jose. And yes, that is where most of Riley Smith's points came from. Uh, four points came in that one game, two goals, two assists. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is what he can do for you on any given night, really. Um, consistency... I know that sounds like inconsistency, but his consistency comes with every night he's a threat. 
every night he can actually not necessarily go off for four points, but every night he can get you some points. He can fill the holes. He could be one of those players that actually wins you um, a fantasy hockey draft or a fantasy hockey pool. Sorry. So Riley Smith for now, ride it while it's hot and then, you know, stash him. Don't get rid of him necessarily because, like I said, once Pittsburgh really starts rolling and all on firing on all cylinders, he's going to be right in the middle of it. My personal favorite, because it was such a smart trade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Troy Terry. So he's got five goals, five assists, 10 points in 11 games. Uh, Three-game week, uh, Pittsburgh, Philly, and San Jose. A lot of bad goalies there, so it should be a good week. Um, surprisingly, Zegras has not started the season off very well at all, collecting a measly one goal, one assist in 11 games. However, perhaps just as surprisingly, or maybe more surprisingly, is the fact that it has absolutely no effect whatsoever on Troy Terry. It appears he may be the engine that drives this club as he's poised for a career year already, the way he's going anyways. I imagine that Zegras will eventually figure it out. And even when that happens, I don't mean more points for uh, Terry. So... As a fellow owner of his services, I'm setting it and forgetting it for the foreseeable future because, quite frankly, I'm shocked. I didn't necessarily see him coming out like this because mostly, again, Zegras has come out completely flat. I didn't realize I, when I looked at Terry and one of the reasons one of the reasons why I ended up pulling the trigger on the trade was because he was with Zegras. And I thought, wow, those two together are really going to be something special. After I did the trade, I started regressing and thinking, geez, I may have actually I may have grabbed the wrong guy out of Anaheim. I really the, the, the offense goes through Zegras, not Terry. I'm happy I'm wrong. Because it really appears like it's Terry who's driving this. He's getting his goals and assists through other players, not through Zegris. So this is nice. It looks like Terry really has a, a good hold on the pulse of this of this team and is is kind of the, the guy you gotta go through in Anaheim. So, you know, keep going with Troy Terry. I mean, they're on a six game winning streak, but and I, I I tweeted out last no, night. Vegas, sorry. And I tweeted out last night they had a big uh they had a big win here, three two, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, against uh, Vegas. Four two. Uh, four two. Yeah. Uh, now again, Vegas had played the night before. Yeah. It was a big, uh, big game against the Avalanche. They shut them out. So, is there a letdown? I don't know. Maybe, probably. Um, but this, either way, and I tweeted it out last night. Even though they'd already been on a five-game winning streak, that's a big confidence-building win. I mean, you just took down the champs. Oh yeah. So, ir- irregardless, back-to-back games. Uh, you know. Uh, seven nothing against the Avalanche. Maybe it's a letdown playing against the Ducks. Whatever the case may be, the Ducks came out and got the job done, four to two. Um, listen, young club, uh, um, a new coach. Uh, listen, you're looking for any positives, and I mean, heck, you're on a nice little run here, six games, and you just took out the defending champs last game as well. So you can't, you cannot uh, um, push that to the side. I mean, th- those are those are certainly uh, benchmarks games, and you got to hope that the uh, that the the kids, um, veterans and kids, obviously yeah. both on 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 that uh, on, on in that lineup. But you got to hope that they take it for what it's worth, and they just keep keep the game going, keep it going with what they got, and uh, you know, hopefully Zegers can start to heat up a little Be bit. Nice. But as for t- Troy Terry. Hey, listen, he's doing what he's yeah, paid to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the score. Uh, and he's been doing it in spades. And actually, honorable mention to Lucas Dostal and Jai Gibson. Both of those are playing very, very Ooh. well for Anaheim. Both their numbers are very impressive. Uh, 
Gibson's 267, 910, while Dossel's a little bit better. Well, I mean, 280 and 920 save percentage, so a 5-1 record. Goalie of the future, right? Absolutely, so yeah. It's good for them. And uh, and they've still got John Gibson signed up for long term, right? So, I mean, it really balances yeah. out nicely. If they end up going with a 1-2 punch, nothing wrong with that. Look out. Anaheim might be a team turning a corner here. Um. Oh, and okay. So my beast for the week, this is someone I wanted to put in last week, but then he, I think he scored a goal. So I gave him a little, I gave him one more week. And then it, I was like, nah, fuck it. You're going back in this week. Gave him a reprieve. Oh gave God. him a reprieve. Mika Zibanejad. Are you kidding me? Two goals, mm. seven assists, nine points, 11 games, three game mm. week, Detroit, Minnesota, Columbus. While it may not appear as terrible to some, to me as an owner, I can't help but look at what the Rangers are doing and wonder what's wrong with Mika. Rangers are winning. Rangers are scoring. Rangers are friggin' dangerous. But Mika? Not so much. Pan, uh, Panarin has six goals. Fox has three. Kreider has eight. Hell, even Lafreniere has four. So what's holding Mika back? He's had longer point streaks. Sorry, he's had longer pointless streaks, three games, than goals. This can't happen to a player who's considered one of the top in the league. Well, I do expect him to figure it out, and feel, his, um, and I feel his struggles will continue for a bit longer. Um, but and that's kind of why he's still here. I just I can't help but feel like right out of the gate, this guy are we because he's thirty, right? And I know that's not old necessarily, um, mm. but it is for some players sometimes. Are we seeing a the beginning of a downward spiral for Mika Zibanejad? I don't really think so. I I do again. I do believe there's too much talent there, uh, too much consistency in his game over the years that he will eventually figure this out. But you got to wonder. Not so much at the points. Nine points, eleven games doesn't necessarily turn me off. But for a guy who's you know perennial eighty two, last year he was ninety, I think ninety two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Two goals is really bad again on a team that's scoring goals in bunches like this is there's no struggles with this rangers team nobody's really struggling this team is winning games so what is your excuse so anyways for now i i actually decided to sit him in favor of troy terry um they're both playing three games this week but for me personally and this is not something i would have done um Without consideration, and I really I thought about this a lot, and I thought about the teams they're both playing against, like Detroit, Minnesota, and Columbus. Like Mika should score a ton of goals or score a ton of points against those three teams. But Troy Terry has just been so good lately, and you know Pittsburgh, Philly, and San Jose. I mean, everyone's scoring on San Jose right now, right? So it was for me. Troy Terry's just been more consistent than Mika, so I'm sitting Mika over Troy Terry. That says a lot right there. I mean, it's kind of funny, right? We're talking about a player who's got nine points in eleven games. And we're kind of beating him down a little bit. But such is life whenever you have produced like this player has produced. I mean, how many times has this guy put up like a four-goal game? You know what I mean? It seems like there's been a couple of times over the past few years that this guy's had a big game. You're you're just expecting a certain level of production uh, out of this player, which is kind of setting it and forgetting it at a point per game. So the fact that he's a couple points underneath that, okay, it's not that bad, but I totally see where you're coming from, though, because you do expect, you know, I, I, I'd be a little bit more comfortable probably seeing 15, 14 points out of this guy in the 11 games. Like that's a little bit more again. You know, I ma- would maybe be three or four more goals. I'd be fine with the like, nine points if it was at least four goals. You know what I mean? Like, well, you, I'm not seeing. I'm seeing secondary assists. So I'm seeing uh, there's yeah. not much of a there's not much of a struggle as a secondary assist guy. So 
I don't know. Is there something missing in your game? I got to start questioning that. You're just the beneficiary of being on the first line. That's what that is. It's like he's getting the scrap. It's like he's getting the scraps, That's right? It. He's not like primary assists right. and goals. He's and not the one I, I get leading the points. So he's just sort of tagging yeah. along. Well, that's not the Mika that we're used to seeing. There's something wrong here. So either there's an injury or there's just in his head or something, or I don't know. The, ni- the nice part about it, of course, f- for you as his owner, um, first and foremost, I mean, he's on a great team, so he's surrounded with... It's not like he's feeling the pressure no. that he's the only one that scores on that team. Right. So there's that. Yeah. And of course, you and I both know that he's going to get a lot of leash from Laviolette. I mean, yep. look, look at, you know, look at his sample size, right? Look, look at what he's done in his career. So they're yeah. going to, they're going to give him the time that he needs to kind of get things warmed up here. Uh, but I agree with you, Marty, uh, you know, 30 years old. I don't think we're near done here. I think there's two, three years easy uh, yeah. of great production out of this player. Are, are we looking at somebody who's pushing 92, 93 points every year? Maybe not. Maybe you're looking more about an 82, 83, yeah. kind of 10 points off, whatever. Shave 10 off. Let's see uh, over the course of this year. But uh, I, I still think this is an 80-point, uh, an, an 85-point guy, kind of no questions asked. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we're sitting here at the end of the year and the guy doesn't hit 80 points, maybe then you can, you know, we can kind of sit here and say, okay, that's, that's a little bit disappointing yeah. overall for, for, for what we expect out of this player. Yeah, exactly. So Mika Zabinijad kind of, let's get, let's get it going, bud. Yeah. Let's crank Soon. it up a little bit here. You know, have a little, have a little, have a little discussion on the bench with your, your best buddy Kreider and <laughs> yeah. let's do this, but let's get it going. Let's figure it out. All right, there it is. You're up. All right. Here we go. First and foremost, and I've been keeping an eye on this guy the past couple of weeks here, and I'd had enough, and I wanted <laughs> to get him into the uh, Beauties and the Beast, and he is my first beauty this week. We are talking about one Casey Middlestad. Um, nice. Listen, I, I if this guy is on any kind of free agent market right now Yeesh. in any of your pools, I would suggest that you turn off our... Okay, maybe listen to the rest of our program Put in the background. first. <laughs> then head to your phone or whatever whatever device you're using to put in your lineups. You want to get your hands on this guy. 12, 12 games played, three goals, eight assists for 11 points. He's a plus five in 16-22 time on ice. He's actually tied for the team lead um, in, uh, in, in points. Um, so listen, uh, the former eighth overall pick in 2017, it's definitely taken him some time to develop, but guess what? He's paying big div- dividends now. Centering the second line with Skinner and J.J. Paterka, one of your little gems, Marty, at the beginning of the year, yep. uh, as well as uh, he being on the, the Sabres' first power play unit as well. Listen, the nice thing about Middlestad, when he first came in, you know, I remember they brought him in uh, at the end of that year. I think he played something like eight games or whatever towards the end of the year. He finished his college season and went right to Buffalo. Um, should he have played more in the AHL? Yeah, probably. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Probably should have had a good solid year in the AHL. Probably would have dominated. But guess what? We're here now, 2023. He is definitely surrounded um, and insulated by guys like Talk Thompson, Skinner, Darlene. Yeah. Uh, you've got some weapons here that are around this player now where he can now flourish. Um, you know, is it is Casey Middlestad going to be, you know, first-line center uh, in years to come? Perhaps, perhaps, but as it stands right now, he is relishing that role as a secondary, uh, secondary scoring, uh, to the point where the guy's leading the team, uh, in points. So, you know what, again, if you're looking for somebody to, to, um, uh, spell an injury on your roster, uh, again, if this guy is in your free agent list, you need to go and get him. You need to go and get him now 
this is this is definitely a, a, a dual option. He's either going to be somebody you're going to want to keep, maybe a rebuilding team. You bring in a nice young player into, into the roster or plug and play. It's a nice streamer. If you got some injuries, you're a contending team. Get this guy in here. I do not foresee this guy being on very many free agent lists whatsoever. Um, but if he is, listen, you, you probably want to stop listening to me to a certain extent and go and get this taken care of. <laughs> um, Casey Middlestad, you are my first beauty of the week. Beauty number two, Pavel Mintikov. Interesting. Yes, and it is quite interesting out there in Anaheim. He, we just talked about Anaheim um, having a great go here, six-game winning streak. Uh, things are going well. Well, this guy's a bit of a part of it. Ten games played, one goal, six assists for seven points. He's a plus four, Marty. Um, 19, 14 time on ice, so he's logging some heavy minutes for a rookie. Um Second pairing at five on five. He's actually quarterbacking that Ducks first power play unit. Um, so he's, you know, he's getting exposure to guys like Terry, Zegris, uh, these these types of guys. Um, he's tied for the league lead in rookie defenseman scoring with Luke Hughes. Uh, it's quite, listen, for me, it's quite impressive at 19 years old that this kid is doing what he's doing at the defense uh, position. Um, with the weapons that, that they have in Anaheim, he could be a nice little pickup in Dynasty again. If you're a rebuilding team, this is probably something you want to get your hands on. Uh, ride him out. See what happens here over the next year, year and a half, couple of years. Um, great streaming Jesus. option as well, obviously. If you are if you are a contending team, he, he's been... Uh, listen, this is definitely a guy that I'll be keeping an eye on. Uh, in, our, um, in our CFHL league, we'll be kind of busting things out here in regards to uh, farm system players uh, over the course of the next uh, 12 months. And he's definitely somebody that you want to keep an eye on over the next little while. Um, we're upping our man games played so we can keep, uh, uh, keep our, our, young, our young guns a little bit longer, see what they're all about. Uh, this is definitely somebody that I want to be keeping my eyes on, especially as a defenseman as well. Um, Pavel Mintikov. Keep an eye on him out in Anaheim, especially with the way that they've been playing uh, lately here. So uh, you are my second beauty of the week. Hold on. My little gem. <laughs> I've had him for a couple of years now. I have uh, I've gone to bat for him. A couple times. Uh, against Mr. Dean Evison. I haven't really liked the way he's uh, placed him in the lineup. But... Gave Dean a call this weekend. Said, Deaner, you got to get this guy on the first line, son. Got to got to do it. Loves listening to you. And what happens? Marco Rossi. Yes, sir. Finally gets his due diligence. Man. On the first line with Kaprizov and Matt Boldy. And listen, uh, all joking aside, yes, I'm ecstatic. This guy's finally getting it done. He's got uh, seven points in 11 games, five goals, two assists. He's playing 16-02 time on ice. A couple of things here you want to uh, keep your eye on with uh, Rossi. Like I mentioned, he is finally, finally getting an opportunity on the first line with, in particular, Kaprizov. I, I just love that they threw Boldy out there, too, because you know what? Hey, throw my top three, or who I hope would be yeah, my top exactly. three offensive dynamos over the next little while. Uh, throw them on th that line. And listen, uh, Minnesota had a bit of a rough week, but Marco Rossi didn't. Uh, three points this week. Uh, he's tied for the rookie goal scoring lead uh, with Bedard. He's got five goals, same as Bedard. Um, much more confident. Uh, and more importantly, Marty, he's shooting. 
this is a guy that was deferring that puck left, right, and center. Uh, you know, any any time that he found himself in an NHL game, and he is shooting way more over the last little while. Really? Uh, the biggest thing for me is the last game he played, he played over 22 minutes. So oh, wow. we've been going from right. this kind of just a little over 16 minutes. Yeah. And the last game that he played, he was over 22 minutes. Um, listen, I, I'm... I'm rooting through this kid. I've got him on my team. I've kept him as a future star for easily two years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, is every is it finally coming together for this kid? You got to hope so. I know that Dean Evison, uh, you know, whether you want to hold him at fault or not, whatever the case may be, unfortunately, anytime Rossi's had an opportunity, it's been with pluggers. Yeah. Your Marcus Foligno's, your Brandon Duhames, yeah. uh, third and fourth liners. Listen, I understand... A young player needs to make his way in the NHL. And, you know, I, I think Rossi ha has done that. Um, I think he's getting rewarded with uh, top-end players and getting ex some exposure to that. And I think we're finally seeing that what this kid can do uh, with that exposure uh, to skilled players. Um, I mean, you know, he had that myocarditis, myocarditis um, a couple of years ago in 2021 which really, really hampered his development. He basically lost a year of development. So if you want to think about it, maybe this was maybe supposed to be happening last year at this time. We're a full year out. You know, it, it, the, the timeline kind of matches up a little bit here with, with everything that went down with him. Uh, listen, um, Marco Rossi, this is definitely a player I think you want to try and get your hands on over the next little while. Um, if he, Marty, if he keeps that deployment oh, on yeah. that first line, Huge. I mean, I'm going to be, um, you know, full transparency here, folks. I was actually thinking of giving your brother a call this week, uh, and, and figuring out exactly our rules and regulations in regards to bringing up a, uh, a future star, um, was actually thinking about doing it this week, holding off, holding off on it. I'll make some phone calls, figure some things out, <laughs> look over the numbers, look over them a second time. And uh, figure things out from there. But you know what? Get your hands on this kid right now, guys. Because even if he's a stash, I really still feel good about this player down the line. Um, yes, he's undersized. Uh, yes, he's maybe not your prototypical number one centerman. But the way he's been playing for Minnesota on that first line as their first line centerman. Uh, and, and again, and if I'm not mistaken, he's also their uh, uh, centering the uh, first power play unit as well. Yes. Uh, Listen, this is this is the streaming option of all streaming options right now. Uh, this, this is exactly what you're looking for to get your hands on. Again, contender, whether you're a rebuilding team, you can make room for this guy one way or the other. Marco Rossi, finally, you are my third beauty for the week. Moving to like the my beast. opposite end of the spectrum here, eh? Wow. Now, mentioned him last week. As an honorable mention, well, you are no longer an honorable mention, Mr. Dawson Mercer. Listen, 27 goals, and I think he had just under 60 points last year Yep. Um, in his sophomore year. So, you know, anybody getting their hands on him, I was lucky to be able to draft him. Uh, you're certainly kind of saying to yourself, geez, you know, maybe... Maybe I can, maybe you can pop it up to 65. Maybe he starts pushing the 70-point plateau. Well, yeah. I think... We better just pull the reins back on that, at least for the time being, because 
He did manage to score a goal last game out, yeah. and he is actually on the first line with Toffoli and uh, Timo Meyer. So maybe some positivity coming for Mr. Mercer there. But we're going to go off the full sample size here, boss. Before that game, oh, man. he was zeros across the board. Yeah. Ten games played. Minus two, 16.54 time on ice. And believe it or not, Marty, he's actually getting more time on ice this year than he did last year. Jesus. So suffice to say, yikes, bud. Yikes, indeed. <laughs> this is not what anybody expected, either the player organization or any fantasy owners. The most concerning thing, yes, he did shoot four pucks last game. Before that, he had seven shot, uh, 12 shots in 10 games played. And, of course, seven of those shots came in only two games, the four in the last game, and he actually had three shots in game one of the year. So long story short, between game one and game 10 or 11, whatever it is, you did nothing. He's not shooting at all. Nothing at all. Um, Again, the good news is is that he looks like he's going to get that first crack uh, uh, in Jack Hughes' spot. So fingers crossed, hopefully he can keep that, that spot. Now, again, History suggests that he's going to kind of come out of it. He's a little bit snake-bitten. Now, mind you, you're going to stay snake-bitten if you don't shoot the puck. Yeah. But he seems to be getting back into that a little bit here. I think I would just kind of pull the reins back on Dawson Mercer for the year. And the reason I say that, I'm not saying that he can't go on a little bit of a run here at any point during the season, folks. But my, my issue with him kind of either hitting the totals he's already hit or doing better than that would be Mr. Tyler Toffoli. I think Toffoli has kind of taken a little bit of the winds out of his sails a bit here, so to speak. And and listen, rightfully so, the way he's been playing has been phenomenal. So we'll see how everything plays out for that New Jersey Devils organization, but it certainly looks like when everybody's healthy and and the whole nine yards are, 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 are in play, it looks to be like Mercer seems to be sliding down to a third line uh, center or third line wing, um, depending on you know injuries, depending on health, whatever. Uh, again, if you're a rebuilding team, I I think I think you can easily take a, a flyer on Dawson Mercer, and I think you can stash him, keep him in your lineup for the year, so on and so forth. If you're looking for any kind of production out of him right now. Yes, he's got a goal in his last game, but I think you want to pull things back a little bit here until he starts to heat up, uh, i.e., I think you need to stash him uh, until things really start to get cooking for him. Um, but you know what? I still am bullish on the player overall. Time. Don't know how that's going to finish off for the year. Um, moving forward, though, I do feel like uh, Mercer is a is a pretty decent piece here to what the... Uh, uh, to what the the Devils have going, it, it, and you know, even if he never does get up to that top line, let's say Hughes, uh, Toffoli, and and uh, Timo Meyer here for the next couple of years, um, you know, second line, uh, that nothing to sneeze at there. So uh, there's still value in this player. Um, I think it depends on where you're at, uh, and, and your valuation will uh, kind of work in with that, so to speak. But uh, Dawson Mercer, sorry, bud. Yeah. You may be a little gem to me still, but you are my beast for week nine. And rightfully so. You're not wrong. But there it is. There's our beauties and the beasts. That is our episode. Episode nine, nine. in the book. Mais ça va vite. That's quick. 
We're already nine. Interesting. And I just and I just want to give a little shout out here to uh, all of our fans out there in Hong Kong. I saw that. That's cool. Who seem, Thank who, you very who, much. Who seem to be uh, pulling for the old two like boys here the last couple of weeks. We see you out Cheers there. Cheers to you. Uh, Germany, we see you too. Doing well out there, <sighs> out, out in Europe and and anywhere in the world for that matter. We're a little bit all over. We the are a little bit, lately, yeah. So just want just want to just want to thank everybody for listening in every week and. Hopefully we can continue to bring some uh, exciting content week in and week out and and some silliness too. Let, let's call it what it is yeah. here. Well, you're not talking to the most serious guys <laughs> on the face of the earth, but we like to have a little bit of fun. Uh, and we've certainly been doing that for 90 weeks. And don't hold uh, back, so everybody. If ever you want to hear something or see something on the show, let us know. Reach out to us on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll ask you to come on the show. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at two guys, a league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes on our website at twogalag.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter for all of our info. Our handle is at twogalag. That's the number two, followed by G A L A G. Thanks for listening, and until next time.